And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land and also to those watching on YouTube. Rich, I'd also like to welcome you to the to the room. How you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. It was a good week. Good. Can't go into full details yet because nothing's really official. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So how was your week, Mike? Um, my week went well. The last couple of days has been kind of terrible. Okay. I got a 101 degree temperature right now. All right. But you're still, still well enough to do the show. So I appreciate that. Um, hopefully you can relax, uh, with the family, maybe watch some football today over the weekend. Uh, cause well, it is and the, super wildcard weekend. The key is we don't want to get our baby sick. So, mm-hmm. so I'm not holding her. I'm not playing with her. I'm not helping really at all on the baby front. So my poor wife. Ooh. Are you, are you, is it to the point that you're banished to the basement? Basically. Okay. <laughs> Basically. Hmm. So. All right. So so that's how we're doing, Mike. Um, so obviously we're going to be talking some football. We got a national championship game to recap, as well as um, wrapping up the football, the NFL's regular season and the postseason. What else are we talking on this week, Mike? Um. Well, we got some baseball news to talk about this week. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got some... Uh, some Black Monday to talk about this week. That's right, Mike. All that and more. But what's the time to do, Mike? Roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich, before we do anything, we have to discuss the poll question. The wi- the super wild card matchup of the week. Mm-hmm. We put all of those that made it to this last round into a poll that didn't, that failed to uh, advance. Put them in a, in a thing, in one poll question, and you guys picked Chili to go on. Well, I didn't pick them, but the people did. Yeah. So so how did the vote total go, Mike? Because you've got more screens than I do. Chili got nine votes. Barbecue okay. Ribs got four. Pork Chops got two. Sub Sandwich got one. And Buffalo Chicken Dip got one. Okay, so nobody got shut out. So it was a wide, wide... Um... Lost my train of thought there. So I mean, at least everybody. I mean, everybody had a good opinion on what yeah. what was best. I'm surprised Chili won though. Yeah. I uh, personally, I would have picked. I mean, I picked pork chops. What did you go with, Rich? I went with barbecue ribs. See, and ribs is one of those that I think can be a tailgate food. Mm-hmm. Because it's honest, it's got its own stick already. It does. So, I still think the pork chop sandwich, though. All right, so that'll set up a week a uh, a rematch, brisket versus chili. Note these can't be combined and turned into brisket chili. 
Maybe. as a as a selection. That's a, it is just chili. Yeah. How you choose to interpret it of what could be of the protein in the chili is up for you to decide. Yeah. All hey, right. Rich. So so we'll we'll get that poll uh, set up after we get off of air. Um, Mike, we yeah. have the national championship game on Monday. Um, yeah. Georgia beats Alabama thirty-three to eighteen to get their first national championship since nineteen eighty. Hey, we were both right on those picks as well, as we both picked Georgia to be the team to win. Yeah, um, I didn't watch the game because it was on ESPN, and I don't have I cable it was on ESPN or wait plus as well though. I'm sorry. I thought you could watch it on ESPN Plus. You could, but I think you had to have a cable provider to log into it since it was a live event. No, I think I, I think I put it on, and I don't have a cable provider logged in. Hmm. Log in. So. Okay, I, I, I didn't have any interest in watching the game. I was kind of following the score here and there throughout the evening, um, but they won it on a pick six to seal the game. I mean, so that's that was. What made the that's what sealed the game, but that's not. I mean, they outplayed Alabama most of the game. That pick six was just a nail in the coffin. All right, cool. So I think that's also the first time that Nick Saban has lost to a former assistant as well. Regular uh, postseason play, postseason and regular season as well. So good for Kirby Smart. Yep. All right, Mike, let's move on to the NFL. Keep the show moving. Um, how did the last week of our NFL pick em go? Well, Rich, you and I tied with Midget Nation. One point behind us. Solomon and D's picks both picked zero. Okay. So that puts us going into the postseason, Mike. What's the standings? Regular season, you and I are tied. And Midget Nation is 20 points behind. All right. So much like... So the the game continues going into the postseason. Um, so you'll have to... Hopefully, reach out to Midget Nation to make sure that he's that the game that the that he still gets that he makes picks. Hopefully, he does. Um, I know I get a weekly email that reminds me to make sure to make <coughs> picks. So hopefully, uh, you and uh, Jr. Uh, get those as well. Um, so, and we'll get into our predictions uh, for the Wild Card Weekend Super Wild Card. Um, later on in the show, but let's go ahead and recap week number 18. Mike, how'd the Bears do? We lost. Yes, the, they lost to the Vikings 31-17, to dropping the Bears to 6-11 and overall on the season. Mike, you finished 12-5. and I finished with a record of 11-6, and picking the Bears. Yeah, it's because you held on to that hope that they would make that eight wins... Uh... Oh, I did. Too long. Yeah, I did. So I was trying to pick pick matchups to get them to that eight wins, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, last week's lock of the week, Rich, you picked the Bills over the Jets, and by golly, you got it. 
bringing you to 14 and 4 on the year. All right, Mike, your lock did not come through as the Jaguars upset the Colts 26 to 11. The Colts dropping had, your... If the Colts win, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And they couldn't beat the Jags. No. That makes their record in Jacksonville since 2015 now 0 and 6. Ugh. And that could be costing Carson Wentz his starting job. Because supposedly the the owner has come out and not given him a vote of confidence guaranteeing that he could be the starter next year, although the coaching staff seems to still be behind him. Yep. He had some great games this year as I had him as my fantasy quarterback a couple for a couple of weeks and he came through with came through for me, putting up good enough numbers to get me some wins, but he also had some um some subpar or just bad performances. Uh so that'll be something to monitor in the off season to see what the Colts do with their quarterback position. Mike, how'd the upsets do? So Rich, you picked the Steelers over the Ravens. Came through in overtime. Yes. Moving you to 8 and 10 on the year for your upset specials. Rich, I picked the Dolphins over the Patriots 33 to 24, bringing me up to 7 and 11. All right. So that loss of the Patriots did cost them, I think, some playoff position as they dropped down to the sixth seed. Instead of where they started with as the fifth seed, I think it was. Yep. So let's, All right. let's skip the power rankings for now. Okay. Because that's kind of filler at the end. We'll do that at the end. All right. We get so do you want to you want to go NFL head coaches or do you want to give pre uh, the 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 postseason picks? Let's do. Let's go to coaches first. Yeah. Okay. So. Going into the final week of go, going into the the end of the regular season, we already knew that Urban Meyer and Daryl Bevel were probably so Jacksonville was looking for a new job. Technically, Rick Bicea, the Raiders coach, interim coach, has not been told that he's not going to be back. Uh, but I'm sure he's going to be at least be a candidate for the job. So I did not have the Raiders job on the list for Black Monday. So the coaches that um, teams that will be looking for a new job be the Denver Broncos, who fired Vic Fangio, um, the Bears, who let go of Matt Nagy, and they're also in the will also get a new general manager as Ryan Pace was let go. The Dolphins fired Brian Flores. The Vikings fired Mike Zimmer and their general manager Rex Spellman. Uh, the Giants reversed course and fired Joe Judge, and Dave Gettleman retired. And the last guy that was fired was David Culley by the Houston Texans. Yeah, so a couple of things on that. Um, Joe Judge was fired, and I believe uh, Joe Judge was fired because of Dave Gettleman's retirement. So, okay, as the team was looking was talking to candidates for a GM position, most of the most of the candidates were like, "Well, if you're not gonna." let me pick my quarterback or my, my, my head coach. I'm not picking, uh, I'm not going to put, put, put a, uh, I'm not, I don't want this job. And so, uh, sources close to the team basically said, 
that uh, we uh, that they they ended up having to fire Joe Judge because those that they were talking to to interview for Dave Gettleman's position wouldn't come unless they could pick somebody else. Mm. All right, that's fair. I think the only way that Joe that makes sense is if you had maybe somebody from the New England organization that knew that knew Joe Judge. That would have been the only situation that would have made sense. Or you get into a situation of, all right, well, we like Joe Judge, so let's include him on on the hiring process for uh, for the new general manager. Yeah. So. So. But, with but, but the way that the but the way the Giants played down the stretch, he did not. That was terrible. Yeah. So I think he deserved to. I just I think he deserved to let go. One guy I didn't think deserved to be let go was Brian Flores. Oh yeah, and he's going to get another job. I I think he is going to get another job this this hiring cycle. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think he's going to have to sit out a year or take a defensive coordinator position to stay in the game. So, I mean, the guy, the Dolphins improved every single year that he was head coach. Yep. They, but I guess the reason that he was let go was because it, they didn't meet ownership's expectations. They thought they'd be a playoff team this year. They they fell, so they didn't meet expectations. But also, when reading into it more, I guess he was also not in favor of having Tua Tungavailoa as the quarterback, saying that he wanted Mac Jones. So he wanted the Dolphins to draft Mac Jones this past year so that there could be some quarterback competition. So I guess that kind of, maybe that spell, maybe that's the writing on the wall that the Dolphins believe in Tua Tagovailoa as their starting quarterback. Excuse me. Yeah. And if those reports are true, that kind of makes sense to let go of Brian Flores. So of these positions, which job looks like the best job to you? Hmm. Best job... To me, if you believe in Tua Tungavailoa and the players that are on presently on the Dolphins roster, I would say the Dolphins job right now off the top of my head. That's not a terrible pick. I like that pick. They've proven that they have some skill there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna completely change it up. Okay. How about the Denver Broncos? Now, okay. you're, what, you're looking why the Denver at me weird. Broncos? Let me explain this. Okay. A head coach lives and dies by what position? The quarterback position. What's the one team on this list that doesn't have a quarterback? Right now, it'd be Denver. Right. Okay. So if they are the only team that doesn't have a quarterback, that means you get to find somebody that you want as your guy. Okay. You get to work with the you're going to work with your GM, you're going to work with I mean, let's be honest, you're going to work with uh with John Elway. With John Elway, and you're going to be like this is the guy we need. Let's bring him in. What is the one thing that they are missing right now? A quarterback. Everything else, they have a great team. They do. They got the wide receivers, they got the running back, they have pieces in place for a good defense. They have, they have a good defense in pieces in for a good defense in place. That team is a great team. 
The only thing they're missing is a quarterback. And rather than being saddled with whoever's quarterback that you have to deal with, because do you want, I mean, do you want to go to Chicago and have to deal with, with, uh, with Fields? Fields? Like, I think Fields is great. I think he's going to be the, one of the greatest quarterbacks Chicago has ever seen. But you're being hired to develop him. Right. Not to. And, and on top of it, you're being hired to, like, this is the guy that you you have to deal with. You're not getting to have any any opinion on whether or not. That's why, you know, as a, as you tell me the story about Brian Flores, it makes me wonder if I really want Brian Flores to come up to Chicago. Is he going to be happy with Justin Fields? And that'll be a question for the search committee that's hiring not only the coaching the coach's job but also the general manager yeah um i think another guy that kind of got a bad rap i think he was put into a situation to fail but david cully oh yeah in houston yeah that guy, i mean that guy got screwed yeah i mean it was probably the least desirable head coaching job when it was high when he was hired because you knew De- deshaun watson your best player didn't want to be there then the legal trouble comes about with the civil lawsuits, which you lose your best player, and you had no draft capital, and you were in a bad cap position. So you really couldn't add too many impact players because the former head coach and GM, Bill O'Brien, screwed you over. Yep. So I thought that he should have probably... I I thought that, I mean, Cully probably wasn't going to be the coach once they got out of that bad situation. But I thought that he would at least have been the coach for two to three years. I mean, just being the guy, the fall guy for taking all those losses and maybe developing the draft picks that they that they chose to fill out the roster. And then they fire him maybe two to three years into the job after he's to hire the guy to take them to the next level. The other problem so I, that I have with that that firing, they're not ready to go next year. No. They're not going to be ready to go next year. They have a top five pick, but that's it. They have a top five. They have draft picks back, but I don't. I don't think they're in any better of a cap situation. They're in a division with two teams: the Texan, the 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 Colts, and the and the Titans that have things figured out. So it isn't. Uh, why not keep Collie? Why yeah. not pay the outside of the box hire to take all those losses instead of hiring a brand new guy? Hiring a, hiring a different guy to take those losses. I mean, isn't don't you realize that if you take that job, you're you're going to be unemployed in a year? Well, maybe two years, but but yeah, there's that situation of all right. How many years do I get with a bad team before I get let go because of poor performance? I mean, he is getting paid twenty two million dollars to not coach next year. So, mm-hmm. you know, the settlement. He made he made out all right. Yeah, but but I mean, I don't know. Maybe this was maybe behind the scenes that he knew this was coming. I mean, he fully accepted it as saying, "All right, it's, it's, eh, it's part of the job. Yeah, it's part of the industry. These things happen." So, yep. And, and it pro- he probably did, but at the same time, um, I think he deserved at least another year's worth of stuff. 
Yeah, at least, I would have at least given him another another year. And especially because as a team, you know you're not going to do anything next year. Like, I guess maybe you can find, if you find somebody that you think is your guy for the next however many years, you're going to get to, um, you're going to get to have him, uh, you're going to get to have him develop the players that he wants and work with your GM to, to get people that he wants. But I still don't think that that's going to work. Yeah. So the rumors are already circulating for, at least for the Texans, at least that uh, Nick Casario is looking into Brian Flores, uh, Jared Mayo from the Patriots. Brian Flores, Brian... listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. comment in our podcast that you listened and then don't take the, te- the Texans job. Don't do it. There is, there are better teams out there where you will win in the next few years. Speaking of, as Bears fans, who are your top three picks for the Bears head coaching position? Okay. So first, um, let's try to go over the list of people that have either been interviewed or are scheduled or the Bears have requested to interview Mike. Brian Flores, the, the former Dolphins coach, makes sense. Dan Quinn, the outgoing, the current defensive coordinator for the Cowboys and former Falcons head coach. Yep. Doug Peterson, the former Eagles Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. But he also comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree, as he worked under Andy Reid for a couple of years before he went to Philly. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Buccaneers and former Jets coach. Brandon Lefwich, the offensive coordinator for Tampa. Matt, probably going to butcher this name, but uh, Eberfos, the defensive coordinator for the Colts. Brian Doble, the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Nathaniel Hackick, the offensive coordinator for the Packers. And Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the Bills. And supposedly, um, I also saw that they plan to interview Jim Caldwell, the former uh, head coach of the Colts, Colts and Lions. And you mentioned pregame, maybe Ryan Day is a candidate. Jim Harbaugh could be a candidate. And um, I think that wraps up the list from what I've heard. The official list. Yeah. Now, who are your top three people that you think they should go after? Well, I've, I've been be beat, I've, yeah, I, I've been beating the drum for Greg Roman for quite a quite a few weeks on this show uh, on our show. I think he'd be a good a good spot a good guy for the job. Um, I hundred percent agree. I like Brian Doble from Buffalo with okay. what he's been able to do with Josh Allen developing Josh Allen. Okay. Um, I would say Brian Flores would be. I kind of like the Brian Flores idea, and I'm starting to really come around to the idea of of also maybe even Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Bringing him in, bringing him down from Green Bay. You weaken your division, you weaken your biggest rival, and you give the guy a, a chance to get his first head coaching job. Here's a question. Good. Is. So, do we expect to see 
do we expect to see um, Aaron Rodgers back next year? I think at this point, I don't think that he will be back next year. Okay. I think the team has put too much effort, too much into Jordan Love that they they almost have to see what they have for him. So it's not already so it's not any worse of a draft pick than it already is. I and think... it's and it still seems like Aaron Rodgers wants to go somewhere else next year. Yeah. So if he's not back, I mean, either way, you're you're weakening them even more. But they're gone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Man, that division. It could go in a couple different directions based on even what happens with with where Minnesota decides to go because yeah. they could have a new quarterback next year if they trade Kirk Cousins away or decide to go a different direction and who they end up hiring. Yeah. So either way, uh, I my, my top three are Brian Flores, Greg Roman, and, uh, and, and Ryan Day. Okay. For the Bears. Um. I mean, the guys that I don't want to see him go after is I'm glad to see that Eric Bionami isn't a head coaching candidate. You've gone down the road of the Andy Reid coaching tree once. I don't. I think it's too fresh of a. It there's you need to go with somebody in in somebody else's offensive philosophy. You or know who I'm really glad tree. they're not going after. It seems like who Jim Harbaugh. I can agree with that. I think I mean. He seems to me like he is a better college coach than professional coach. The reason why he lost his job or he parted ways with San Francisco is that he butted heads with with management. And he wants, so I think he's better staying at the University of Michigan or maybe going to a job where he's going to have more of a say in the front office. Yeah. And I don't think if he takes the Bears job that the Bears would want a head coach the, to, to also meddle and have a say in the front office operations. Yeah. So I will see what happens. Um, I, I do like, I am glad they're not, it doesn't look like they're going after him. So, Rich, it is time for Super Wild Card Weekend. Starting today, we got games. Raiders, Bengals, who you got, Rich? I'm going to go with the Bengals. I am going to go with the Raiders. Yeah, it's not a confident pick. I like both of these teams. Really, overall, the only two teams that I really don't, where, where I really feel like it's a it's a lock, would be the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. But we'll get to those matchups before any other teams. I think they that there's a legitimate chance that they could pull off a victory, just like you have the Raiders winning. Yeah. Uh, so the second game on today is the Patriots going up to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Who do you like? Uh, I like the Bills in this one. I, I agree. It's going to be cold up there in Buffalo, and Josh Allen doesn't play too well in the cold. Nope. Uh, but I think they'll still get the win. We then head to the Eagles-Buccaneers uh, in Tampa. Who you like in this game? I like the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, that's I mean, that again, if we were picking locks of the week, that would be my lock of the week. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a complete lock, but they if we were doing confidence picks, they would probably be number two on my list. 
I'll get the number one later. The Cowboys and the 49ers are the middle game on Sunday. What do you like? This is my lowest confidence pick of any of any pick, and I'm picking the Cowboys. You know, I, I originally had the 49ers when I was originally putting together my picks because um, that team is hot. They're running the ball really well, and if you can – but I, I think the Cowboys are going to get the win, though. So then we go to the Chiefs hosting the Steelers. Rich, who you got in this game? I have the Chiefs. I think it's still going to be a close game, but I think the way the Chiefs are playing defense, um, even if Tyreek Hill is injured, I think they can still come out with a win. Um, I expect to see a big game from Travis Kelsey. If we were doing confidence picks, this is my number one pick. Totally understand that. That would be my number two confidence pick, and I pick the Chiefs as well. Okay. So finally, the first time that a playoff game has been played on Monday night football, we'll see the Cardinals go to SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams. Yeah. I mean the Rams. Right? Yeah. I'm gave it I'm gonna give it to the Rams as well. Um so Mike, let's sort of uh we gotta look at what our how our predictions did uh in the preseason from where we picked on the preseason and give an updated prediction before the playoffs start. Okay. So the divisions, Mike, uh, the Cowboys took the East, which you got correct as you picked the Cowboys to win at the beginning of the season. I said the football team would take the division. Didn't get it right. Uh, We both got the North, the Central, and the West right as the Packers, Buccaneers, and the Rams did win the division. The wild cards, Mike, you got two out of three as you put... No, we, we both got one wild card right. I'm sorry. Um, my wild card winners were the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys. I only got the Cardinals right. You put the Seahawks, the 49ers, and the Vikings into the playoffs. The 49ers was the only one you got right. Yeah. All right. Over in the AFC, um, we got the East, the South, and the West right as the Bills, Titans, and Chiefs took those divisions. Mike, neither of us got the North as the Bengals won. You, I said it was going to be Cleveland. You said it was going to be Baltimore. Yeah, and we apparently both picked the Wild, picked each of those teams to be in our wild cards as well. Yeah, I messed that one up big time. So I did not get any wild cards as my wild card picks were the Browns, the Ravens, and the Colts. You got one right, Mike, as the Raiders did make the playoffs. You could have had two if the Chargers would have played to a tie if the if um, Brian Staley hadn't called the time called out. T- called a timeout. Um, as you put the Ravens and the Chargers in the playoffs. Yeah. So how do you feel? We were, uh, we really didn't talk too much about week what happened on the final week eighteen of the regular season. That seemed to be the big baby story on did Brian Staley overcoached the game which caused the Raiders to kick the game-winning field goal instead of playing for a tie. You know, I think that they probably I mean, it looked like they that's what they were going for. But do you trust so if it's the Bears it, let's put it let's put it into perspective. <clears throat> the Bears Vikings are playing. Okay. Do you trust that the Vikings are going to let us into the playoffs with them? 
and go for a tie? I, I don't think I would. Right. I don't trust. But looking at playoff seating, would if you're the Raiders, would you rather go down? Would you rather go to Kansas City or Cincinnati? Because that's what that's basically what the if they tie, they go to Kansas City. If they win, they go to Cincinnati. Yeah. So it isn't. It wasn't. They if there were while everybody in the media and even during the game were saying that, I mean, this is a winner go home game or a or a tie and go to the playoff games. No, they, there was seeding on the line as well. Yeah, and they really didn't talk too much about that part of the whole win lose or tie situation. <clears throat> the other side is, um, I honestly I think that that was. I mean, I'm actually more upset that it that it looked like they were going to go for the tie. Okay. You always go for the win. Exactly. The old Harm Edwards quote, you play to win the game. Right. I mean, I I think even let's say that they don't let the timeout impact their decision to go for the field goal. Because the whole reason why Staley called the timeout was so that he could get the right personnel on the field to stop the run. And even with the right people on the field, they still didn't stop Josh Jacobs from making a big, a big game, a big gain to put them into a better field goal position. Because I think, let's say they stop the run. I still think they send the field goal kicker out there to yeah. see what would happen. It just would have been a longer field goal. And worst case scenario, you tie. At that point, worst case scenario, you tie. If he, mixed, if he misses the field goal. Right. Best I mean, case scenario, you win. If anything... Not only did the Raiders win to get into the playoffs, I think the NFL won too, because you didn't have to have the awkward post-game interviews of, were you guys really playing for a tie, or why'd you take the knee? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nope. I don't think there's ever been an NFL game where the storyline was, are you playing for a tie going into overtime? Now... Has nobody has confirmed that anybody was going for a tie? That's no fact number one. So we don't know if there was a tie going on. It appears that that's what was happening, but we don't know that for sure. So let's let's get that out there first. Number two, okay, like I'm okay with it. I'm glad they won. Um, I think it would have been bad for the for the game if they they go for the uh, tie. And it would have been bad for the NFL, weakening yeah. the playoffs. So, Rich, um, real quick, uh, your preseason NFC matchup. You had. Let me make sure I have. I had there. the Rams over right. the Buccaneers. Yeah. Do you like that still, or are you changing it up? I think it still could happen, um, as. Depending on what, where, how the bracket falls, this still could be the NFC Championship game. However, I'm not feeling too confident with the Buccaneers because they're they've had some big offensive players go down injured. Um, so I don't think they're going to make the NFC Championship game, and I'm going to switch it to Rams over the Cowboys. And I'm not really that confident with that either because I think the Cowboys could lose in the wild card round. I think, you but I'm going to go with it. Out the best team in the NFL this year, and that's the Packers over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's my pick. Uh, was preseason, still mm-hmm. is. 
All right. So over in the AFC, Mike, you got to give a new matchup because the Ravens did not make the playoffs and you had the Chiefs beating them in the AFC championship game. So who do you like? Uh, I think I'm going to put the Bills in there instead. So it's going to be Chiefs over Bills. All right. I went with the Chiefs over the Titans and I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Uh, That means that in the Super Bowl, you have Chiefs and Rams. You had Chiefs over Rams at the beginning of the season. Are you sticking with it? I'm going to flip it, and I'm going to go Rams over the Chiefs. Okay. I have the Chiefs over the Packers, and I'm going to stick with it. Okay. All right. So we'll see how these picks do um, as the playoffs progress, as well as um, give you our picks for the next round, for the divisional round of the playoffs um, next week. Yep. Okay, um, Rich. So go ahead. Let's go into our power rankings. Ah, uh, yes, the power rankings. Okay, so. Uh, number one, I have Green Bay. Um, yeah, I agree. Number two, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, no, I went with the Tennessee Titans here. Okay, number three, I have the Rams. Chiefs. Number four, I have the Cardinals. Rams. Number five, I have the Cowboys. I agree. I put the Cowboys at number six. You put the Cowboys at number five. Five, yeah, sorry. Number six f- is where I have the Buffalo. I have the Buccaneers. I have the Chiefs at number six. I put the Bills. Um... Number eight, I went with the Bengals. Number seven, I have the Bills as well, by the way. Okay. Who'd you put at eight? Number eight, I have the Tennessee Titans. All right. Um, number, number nine, nine I is have where? The Bengals? Cardinals. And number 10, I have the New England Patriots. I went with the 49ers. I have the 49ers all the way down at 16. Okay. Let's go down the 16. I, I, I kind of want to see where, where where our teams fall. So, uh, number 11, I went with the Patriots. Number 11, I went with the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, a team that did not. Okay. Number 12, I put the Raiders. Number 12, I put the Chargers. Number 13, I went with the Steelers. I went with the Raiders. 14, I went with the Eagles. I went with the Eagles there as well. Number 15, I have the Baltimore Ravens. The Chargers. Okay. And our bottom five are probably identical again? Um, Probably the teams, but I'm guessing not the order. So let's do it. Okay. Number 32, I went with Jacksonville. Jacksonville. 31, I went with the G-Men, the Giants. Oh, I went with the, the Detroit Lions. The Giants played really bad down the stretch. So And the, Col- and the Lions played better. Okay. So that's why I put the Lions. They didn't go up too high as I put them at 30. Uh, at 30, I have the Houston Texans. Okay. 29, I put the Jets. 29, I have the Jets. Okay. 28, I put the Texans. That's where I have the G-Men. Okay. So where where did where was your final position for the Bears? 26. All right, we agreed. I put them at 26 as well. So once again, I think our our rankings differ, especially in 
probably below 10 because I automatically put the teams that made the playoffs 1 through 14. Yep. And I ranked those teams in that order. While you put two teams that didn't make the playoffs into the into the top 14? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, for- oh, yeah. So that's our final power rankings. You probably won't do... If you yeah. want to continue power rankings, they'll only look at the playoff teams that are that are still alive at the end, or do you just want, or do you want to end it? We probably just end it. I don't think there's a reason okay. to rank the teams that are in the playoffs because basically what happens is that each one wins, whoever wins goes up, and whoever loses goes down. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, so, Mike, we've had this on the schedule two weeks now. And it just keeps on getting passed over. But John Madden passing away kind of brought up um, kind of maybe talking about favorite memories. Yeah. Um, we both watched the we both watched the ESPN, uh, not the ESPN, the Fox Sports special. Yep. Uh, all Madden. There's been probably plenty. And the NFL did a great job, I think, of highlighting like uh, his accomplishments and like kind of like honoring him uh, because he had the unique uh, opportunity to have worked for all three channels yeah. during the course of his career. So it wasn't like an, one network can, he didn't just work for Fox Sports. He also worked for CBS, NBC, and on ABC as part of Monday Night Football at one yeah. point during his career. So you didn't have one network choosing not to do something to honor him in weeks 16 and 17 or 18 um, because of that. So, so I mean, favorite memories. I mean, you have the video game franchise. How, I mean, we've grown up playing it together. We still play it together. Yep. Um, but man, that's, and that's another good, good podcast. I think that to listen to, I think ESPN's, 30 for 30 podcasts did one on talking about the development of John Madden football and how involved he was on it of wanting it to be a true 11 on 11 game, not, and looking, looking to see how it's developed as well. Yeah. It wasn't maybe what the last 10 releases, 10 or 15 releases in the early years, he was the guy on the cover, not a player. Yeah. That tells you how big of a deal it was. That 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 you actually had a football video game. Yeah, it was. It's been. Um, I rem- so for me, John Madden is Monday Night Football. In the in the nineties, um, my dad would would be home on Monday nights, and we would watch football together. And that's listening to John Madden and him him giving his opinion, him giving that insight. That's why we do what we do. Um, at least for me. I don't know about you. For me, listening to John Madden and giving the insights that he did about how, as a coach, you look at things. <clears throat> we all feel like we could be a coach because of listening to John Madden giving you the insights. And that's, for me, that's, that's what John Madden is. Um, yeah, I love the video game. The video game's great. I still play it. 
we, you talked about it, that that was what it was. But sitting there next to my dad, sitting there cuddled up, listening to John Madden give us the uh, the the knowledge of a grandpa passing down to the entire nation what uh what football is all about to me that was john madden so. all right i mean I, i'd have to say for me i just seemed like he called the game like he was just watching it on his couch just like you would like the whole bam and whoop yeah during the broadcast it wasn't all like technical jargon of i mean this is why they I mean he, he did have that those teachable moments in the game where he was telling you all right this is why they were able to this is why we he was that running back was able to have that big hole to run through and why they probably are going to call that play and i think him calling games like that probably has led to people like chris collinsworth and tony romo in a sense kind of like predicting the plays yeah i mean if you didn't have john madden calling the game like that you wouldn't probably the whole broadcasting style of the color commentators that are in the booth now could have could have been different yep totally agree um he is going to be sorely missed um oh man i i don't know i for me it's like it's a it does feel like losing a grandpa because he we welcomed him into our house every week so um who do you think who is your favorite broadcasting partner with him as from our age point from our age of watching football calling games he worked with al michaels um al michaels pat summerall and were those the only two guys he worked with primarily? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, did there you, were the so guys were that you... they brought in on Monday Night Football that also did stuff. Like okay. Dan so Deardorf so did you prefer and... so did you prefer Summerall, Summerall or Al Michaels with him? Um. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I think. For me, it's Al Michaels. Again, I'm a Monday night. I, I think of him as Monday night football, not Sunday. During Sunday the day. Fox Sports. Yeah. Okay. So. I think I liked him with Summerall better. I think there might have been one other guy that worked with him after Summerall passed away, but I don't. I don't recall who that was off the top of my head. Yeah. Um. I mean, one thing that I kind of learned through the documentary that I never put two and two together about turducken yeah was more introduced to more of the became maybe more of a thanksgiving option as more before it was more of a regional thing yep and he made that the official thanksgiving meal of the john madden game yeah um yeah so uh we have a few other things that we have to hit on uh, before we end the show. Um, one, we forgot to make our picks for the Australian Open. Yes, I, I, I guess we did. And we uh, did. Madison Keys is in the finals, by the way. Ooh, okay. Go Madison. Cool. That's all I like, no. 
Um, okay, I don't really know too much about it. I think I heard that Novak Djokovic is having visa problems, though. Yeah, he basically he's not he's he didn't get the vaccine, mm-hmm. uh, and so he wasn't allowed to go. And then he lied about some stuff, and everything got really screwy, and it's ugly. And I yeah, okay. Um, but things that are actually on things we have to talk about. A fan of the New York Giants and the New York Jets is suing for $6 billion in a class action lawsuit because both teams are in New Jersey and not in New York. Yeah, I don't think this has any legs to it. Um, He's saying that they should be, until they move to the state of New York and into New York City limits, that they should be called the New Jersey or the East Rutherford Giants and Jets. And a lot of it has to do, I guess, with the damages that have come from New York State fans in the New York City metro area having to drive to New Jersey <laughs> to watch the games. Nobody wants to go to New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, personally, I've always seen it as being why, but I mean, it. But even that, just across, just I mean, across gonna, the. If he wins, does that mean when uh, the Bears move to um, Arlington? If they move to Arlington Heights, they can't be called the Chicago Bears. Do we sue them for, if they stay with the name Chicago Bears? Yeah, you you. I guess you could. If Lori Lightfoot has her way, she thinks that's that's the way it should be called because well, they're not playing in Chicago anymore. Um, but if you're going to go down this road of suing the Giants and the Jets because they don't play in New York City, then you might have to go after the Dallas Cowboys, Yep. the Washington football team, or whatever they're going to name their team, which, by the way, they're going to be coming out with their new name on February 2nd. Yeah. Um, um, and I think we need, you could technically call, you. I don't think the, the Chargers and the Rams, they don't play in L.A. Nope. They play in Inglewood, California. Yep. Just to name a few, a few teams that don't play in the city with their name. Yeah. Um, the XFL and the USFL have plans to return, Mike. Yeah, starting this year, we should see the USFL, uh, and they'll fail in, by August. And so then next year, the XFL will come up, and they'll fail by uh, July. Okay. Yeah, the USFL is going to have eight teams, but they're all going to play in one location this year okay they're not going to be they're going to have city names um but their teams are going to be playing in one location and they haven't announced who where that location is the only thing that we know about the usfl right now games will be broadcast on um the mbc and fox family of networks with with actual games being played on the over the air non-cable networks and we know Four of the coaches, but that's really about it. Four of the eight coaches. Uh, the XFL has not made too many announcements on where the teams will play. Team names, coaches. Uh, the only thing that I think The Rock has said about it is that the players are going to be hungry. So you're going to see a good game, a good brand of football. But if both, but if the USFL is within, around... Within their first year. Yeah, if assuming that the USFL is still around when the XFL kicks off in 23, I don't know if the two leagues can coexist because they're basically going to be going after the same players. Yeah, I either way, 
I don't think it's going to work. They'll both fail within six months. All right. So the other news to come out of baseball, Johnny Lester retires. We have two retirements that we have to talk about. Okay. Johnny Lester is the big one for us. But Milky Cabrera retired. Yeah. Journeyman outfielder. I think he, I think he got a couple of World Series rings with those 90s years. Yankees teams. So, um, <clears throat> I think John Lester gets into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Would you be? Does he wear a Red Sox cap or a Cubs cap? I mean, I want him to wear a Cubs cap, but I think it'll be the Red Sox. Okay. Um, do the Cubs retire his number? Did he do enough to get his jersey number retired? No. 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 How many How many numbers have the Cubs retired? Six. Okay. Is John Lester done as much as any of those guys? In my opinion, no. Okay. I mean, in fact, I would even argue that most of the most of the, the World Series winning teams team, none of those guys did enough. It was a confluence of events and the the people and, and how it what went. It had very little to do with uh individual performances. Yeah. Okay. And that's fair. Um, I think the one, the like the the Cubs blog sites, Cubs centered news or blog sites that that I see come up on my news feed uh, through Facebook and also Apple News. I mean, have talked about do you retire number thirty four and do it to also honor Kerry Wood? Hmm. I think Kerry Wood think... deserves it more than. Yeah, no. I either way, I don't think it I don't think it really does. So. Okay. Mike wrap up the show. Um uh, I guess to kind of wrap up the show, Rachel Balkovic was hired to coach the low A affiliate of the New York Yankees, becoming the first female manager in affiliated baseball. Awesome. That's great. We need more women like that. We need more women in in football. We need more women in professional sports in general. Let's do it. I like it too. We'll so. see if she keeps on advancing up through the ranks, or if this is a. I mean, coming from the Yankees, I don't. I don't think this is a publicity stunt or just a a thing to get them into the new cycle. Yeah. With what's going on in baseball right now, um, I guess there there was some labor negotiations as well this week but they were quickly rejected as they didn't do enough to move the needle uh in baseball um on kind of another topic but <laughs> not the sidetrack rachel's accomplishment um it's great for her she earned it and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the tampa yankees do yeah. um and i don't think they're the tampa i don't remember what team she got hired to coach um but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how her team does and to see if she continues to move up the ladder with uh, in, within the Yankees organization. Um, it, the Yankees organization, baseball is still at a standstill. The owners, the owners proposed some things, but they didn't do enough to move the needle. And there has been no public, nothing's gone public as, as if the Players Association has presented a counteroffer either. 
Yeah. Um, I think I don't think anybody's really worried about it until you'll see stuff start coming to a head in in about a month. Okay. Right before pitchers and catchers are supposed to re- report. So. I could see that. Okay. Well, that was a great show, Rich. Um, you know what? I have no shout outs. Do you have any shout outs before we end the show? Um, no, not today. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, let's roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.